Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entirety of the internet. And guess what? It's free. There's projections right now for the upcoming season for free right now that you can go to on HashtagBasketball.com. Go check them out. I'm your host, Mike Katrin. And joining me, as always, is one of the biggest Chicago Bulls haters I know, my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Do you ever think I just needle you about the Bulls because I know it's a touchy subject for you? You're a hater. You, you hate the greatness of the franchise. Um, you hate the gloriousness of Tynus Air Jordan. And you hate Jerry Reinsdorf for being a cheap fucker and liking the White Sox more than the Bulls. Um, I'll ask you my trivia question just because I don't know that you'll get this. So you ready for this? Um, Chicago Bull who finished highest in per game value last season. I do know this is DeMar DeRozan. Oh, who finished second? Ooh, that's a good question. This was probably the better question. Who this? Is yeah. Okay. If this is tricky, then I was gonna go with Zach Zavuyevich. Oh, swing and a miss, Michael. Is it the glue, the true MVP of the Chicago Bulls, Lonzo Ball? Indeed, it was Ball thirty first, Levine thirty ninth, Vucevic forty. Lonzo Ball is fucking good. Both fantasy and in real life, he's the key to this team. If everybody will recall, when this team was fucking healthy, they were rolling on fools. They were the number one team in the East. They were doing uh, dunk contests during uh, during games against playoff teams. That's how good this team was when they were healthy. They were never healthy past like the first two months of this damn season. Well, and are are they healthy now? Unfortunately. They are not, and that's what scares me the most because, um, one, Zach Levine played a lot last year. He, you could see it in the second half. It was very obvious that the uh, spring uh, in his step, the amount of dunks he was doing, the amount of explosiveness he got on his first step was uh, lacking, and he was definitely, and they've come out and said he was injured for most of the season. Obviously, Pat Williams, two seasons ago, suffered a injury that set him back on his trajectory as a very young, talented rookie. Uh, there was absolute fucking assault committed against Alex Caruso, where uh, Grayson Allen should be in jail uh, for the rest of his life and should be banned from playing the NBA for the brutal assault of Alex Caruso. Um, and if uh, Grayson Allison... Grayson? Grayson? What's this? Allen shows up in Chicago. Good luck, motherfucker! Good luck getting down the street. Did Unfortunately. You say some guy was Grayson Allison? Grayson Allison. I think that that's another one of my enemies. <laughs> Everybody named Grayson, you're on my shit list. Fuck you. If you're listening right now, your name's Grayson, I know you're a piece of shit. Sorry. It's not your fault. It's a dumb name. I don't know that I'd go that far, but all right. All right. All right. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, that... Lonzo's hurt, man. 
The Bulls are uh, the latest reports from Mr. Casey Johnson of NBC Sports Chicago say the Bulls are optimistic about Lonzo's left knee injury. But he then went on to say, I'm not saying that means he's out there opening night. I'm not saying that he's playing all 82 games. What I'm saying is the skepticism that was earlier in the offseason has moved a little bit towards the optimism side. Which means Ernie, that skepticism was really bad. Yeah, I don't even really know what that means. Um, is Lonzo playing opening night? It doesn't sound like it. And let's face it, I mean, we have a, a pretty serious five-year track record of Lonzo Ball really struggling to stay healthy. Yes. And this is going to be absolutely no different. There's no reason for them to rush him back. There is um, every reason to get him healthy and be able to play during the part of the season that matters, which would be the second half into the playoffs. And just unfortunately, right, you hear that statement, and it's just like, I don't, it's September. You need to hear that he's practicing with contact. You don't need to hear, oh, we're optimistic that he might uh, get back to basketball. Oh, so he's not, he's not, he's not three-on-threes, he's not uh, clear for contact, none of that shit. He's not making the beginning of the season. Quite frankly, I don't know if he's going to make the first month of the season. Which makes him, as you're saying, someone who uh, finished per game last season, right, so well. Uh, Definitely under-the-radar guy. Finished 31 overall because of his incredible, absolute top-tier steals as a player. Um, Almost a block a game. The good assists, the good rebounds for a guard, hitting threes. Uh, the points obviously lacking. He's certainly not going to be the like people are not going to be rushing out to get him. He's going to be out the first two month, the first month, the first two months, which we don't know. Is he worth getting at all? I'll set the over under for you at fifty games. Wait, Ugh, that's depressing. I want to take the over because I have to. I am obliged contractually to be optimistic about the Bulls. Um, it's close. If he if he goes under, it'll be three out of six. It's not great. Um, yeah. So, so well, this is where it gets hairy, right? Because I mean, he finished as a third round player in per game value last year. Mm-hmm. Sure as hell, don't want him in the third round. No, but I do think someone who's got third round talent is warranted even if injured. Same with like Jaron Jackson Jr. But Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be out, seems like, much longer. But we don't also don't know that, right? So there well, is a point where you go, well, the upside's there. Yeah, and the problem with this news or, or lack thereof, because it wasn't really any concrete news, is we expected Lonzo to be playing at the beginning of the season. So we clearly yeah. had some sort of setback. Um. Mm-hmm. What that setback is, uh, you know, I'm not really sure. And um, how much time it costs him is something we also don't know. So I would definitely put a pin on this until training camp anyways, right? Once we get to training camp, he's either practicing or he's not, right? We're going to know some things. We're going to get some more information. And it'll be easier to pinpoint Lonzo's value. Now, if my draft is happening tomorrow, I have to put Lonzo somewhere, right? Yes. Knowing what I know now, I would probably keep Lonzo in that 
Well, it depends on if I take the optimistic or the pessimistic view. For me personally, I'd probably take the somewhat optimistic view and keep him in the like 75 to 100 range. If I'm taking the pessimistic view that he's already hurt and he's literally never played more than 63 games in a season, I would probably want to pick him outside my top 100. Standard league-wise, yeah, that's fair. I think I in that once you get to that first plateau or that second plateau of players, like 75 down to 120, it's nice to take a shot on upside. Anzo has the upside. He's a top. You know, he's going to be absolutely elite in steals and blocks. He plays five assists a game. Is hard to find. Um, so I think 80, 75, 80 range, and just being like, yeah, this is the risk I'm taking. I think it's a good risk. Because worst case scenario, you throw them in your IR, you pick somebody off the waiver wire. Well, and IR spots matter too, right? If it's a one IR league, I might pick them a little lower than if it's a three IR league or a five IR league or an unlimited IR league, which I I think every league should be an unlimited IR league, but that's just me personally. I agree. I think that's perfectly fine to have unlimited IR. Um if you have unlimited IR, then yeah, actually a like seventy to eighty range is, is is for certain. If I have one IR, I pick him a little bit later and I stash him and I see what happens. I, I roll the dice because you're saying per game value, Lonzo Ball is really really nice. He is a a, a poor man's like you know Lamelo Ball, really. Right. If he's not practicing though, by the end of like as this regular season is about to start when most people are doing their drafts and if he's still not practicing i might drop him well outside the top 100 like probably like one of my last either my second to last or last pick because at that point if he's not practicing at all he's months away from returning yeah right and then you know with him out let's say he's out and he's probably gonna be out for the first few months it doesn't really bump anyone into contention alex crusoe uh definitely a fringe uh, waiver wire and or end of bench player gets absolutely phenomenal steals and assists. He'll share the workload with Kobe White um, and Io DeSumo, who I really, really like as a basketball player overall, but fantasy-wise, those guys are not much. Um, and then Gordon Dragic is on the team as well, so I, I don't think, you know, Gordon Dragic is going to eat into all their time a little bit, like 13, 15 minutes a game, I would assume. So maybe even well, a this, more at the beginning of the season because Gord Pratchett is like competent ball handler. Story was uh, from Dragic himself that he wanted to sign with the Mavericks to play with his friend Luka Doncic. Okay. And the Mavericks would not promise him a role on the team. Um, according to Goran Dragic himself, the Bulls told him he would be the backup point guard. There you go. You take that for what it's worth, but I'm assuming Dragic plays somewhere in the 15 to 25 minute per night range as the backup point guard. Hopefully closer to 15. <laughs> I don't think Dragic still has it, man. Uh, it depends on the what it is. I think Dragic, even last year in the playoffs, was pretty good. I mean, his defense is games. not great. Controls right, games like, from an offensive standpoint, but defense, he's old. Yeah, well, he's just lost a lot of that lateral foot speed, right? <laughs> he can still blow past you going straight line, but lateral quickness has, has dropped off for the 36-year-old, unfortunately. Certainly. But who's not aging, or maybe aging like fine fucking wine, 
is the um, spiritual successor, the Holy Spirit, Michael Jordan, the mid-range jumpers, DeMar DeRozan out here just fading away from the elbow all day long, hitting game winners, being beautiful, making every shot with every single fucking hand in his goddamn face, almost shooting 50 did he hit 50% last season? 50. He did shoot 50% last season. The man is a fucking machine. DeMar DeRozan, per game value, 8-cat, 19th overall, and that's with hitting less than a three-pointer a game. 28 points, 5 assists. We said he was. Uh, those assists are going to be good. We were we were this certainly not this high on DeMar DeRozan last season, but we were like, hey, he's a good playmaker. He's going to have good assists. He's going to have good rebounds. We had him in that around that 50 range. Turns out he was 19th, Tyler. Yeah, and he was going 55 in Yahoo drafts. Uh, I scooped him up in a lot of leagues and was very happy with the DeMar DeRozan that I got. Um, I'm also pretty sure he's going to be in that like 40 to 50 range drafted again because everyone hates DeMar DeRozan, and I don't know why. But I will, gl- I will gladly have DeMar DeRozan. Like, I think DeMar DeRozan, for me, is a third-round pick. Yes, absolutely. DeMar DeRozan is a third-round pick. He's going to do what he did last year. I don't... Barring injury, God forbid, um, knock on all the things. DeMar DeRozan's just going to do what he did last year. He's not... He's not, like, getting these shots off because he's so fucking uber-athletic and now he's getting older or whatever the fuck... He's got the incredible footwork, and he probably can hit these mid-range jumpers from his spots with his eyes closed. Guy is, you know, peaking at the right time, at the right, you know, at the right age. This is he. How old is this motherfucker? He's he's getting up there, certainly. Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Eh, you know, he's getting old, but I don't see why he doesn't do what he did last year. Worst case scenario, right? He maybe does take a little bit of a backseat, considering Zach Levine was playing um, injured last season. Zach Levine does seem healthy coming into this season, and maybe he does defer a little bit more to Zach Levine, someone else I have uh, easily in my third round. Levine is a little bit more of an interesting case for me, right? Because Levine is another guy with a pretty strong track record of not being the healthiest, right? Um, Yes, but when he is healthy, he is absolutely a bucket. Yeah, and so um, this is where there's too many players for the third round and not enough players for the second round thing comes in, right? Because you feel like Levine is a third-round player. But do you want Levine over guys like Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton or Shea Gilgis-Alexander? Like, I don't. Probably not because Zach Levine's game is so expected, right? The guys you mentioned there do kind of the opposite of, like, getting the steals, getting the blocks, getting the, the right statistics at the right time. Zach Levine is a scorer. He gets the rebound, good rebounds and a good assist, but they're not elite at all. He gets good three-pointers, but they're under three. He gets to the line a lot, which is really, really nice, and I care about free throw percentage, so that helps bump him up just a little bit. But, you you know, you start considering him overall without the free throw percentage. Steals are around a half. His blocks are non-existent. And you don't look at 
you don't care that he gets to the line a lot and makes his free throws, he's for game value without free throws is 56th overall. So is DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. DeMar DeRozan is also somebody who lives off that free throw line. Those guys are really good builds for roto teams. Head-to-head-wise, you do have to be pay attention to the fact that their rankings are bumped up because they don't do the intangibles like Shea Gilders, like Drew Holiday. Yeah, and so for me, too, with Levine, it's like you got to get that steal back. Like, he's he's got to steal a game before in his career. He's got to get that back if he wants to be in the third round consideration, and I'm not betting that he does. So for me, he's a much more of a fourth round player than a third round player. You know, I, don't, I don't think he's going to get out of the third round. And I think if you want to have his scoring, if it's like mid-late third round, and you want the scoring, you look around and all the guys who score are gone. Um, Zach Levine is perfectly fine in the third, into the third round. I want DeMar DeRozan over uh, Zach Levine, and I don't want both of them, because they kind of do the same shit, except for Zach Levine has threes. Yeah, and I actually think Levine will probably end up going over DeRozan, because there's always some DeRozan like, hate in drafts. And I don't Levine know. He was, was so prolific last season. I, I think the hate's kind of washed. Levine went 19th last year in Yahoo drafts. Ooh. 19th. Ooh. Like, people were hot <laughs> on Zach Levine. I mean, he did score 27 points a game the year before that, but, like, and he was an all star for the first time. And he was an all star again last year. Like, I think people are going to be up on Levine. Like, he's going to be a top 30 pick. DeRozan isn't going to be. That's a mistake. I don't know. I, I, I feel like the temperature in the room is actually the opposite. In your uh, expert mock, where, where did Levine and DeRozan go? Just out of curiosity. Valid question. We did have a uh, way too early mock draft. Um, and those results are posted on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Forgot the name of the show there for a half a minute. Um, Damar Rosen didn't go until the fourth round. Zach Levine in the middle of the fourth round, and Zach Levine went four picks later. Within the fourth round. There you go. Well, they're both fourth rounders in that, and I would much rather have the Rosen, and so the fourth round, I think it's a nice little value for him, and you might get a little bit of a steal there. So, this might surprise you. At the beginning of the fourth round, another Chicago Bull went. This is the first Chicago Bull off the board. If, uh, yep, I'm doing the, the, the snake draft properly. Nikola Vujovic went the first pick in the fourth round as a coveted center, as someone who likes loves Roto. I love Vujovic, and I love all these players because I like Roto. Vujovic still had a, a very solid season uh, with the Chicago Bulls. Obviously, he, since he's not the focal point of the entire offense for Orlando like he was a few years ago, his uh, stats went down, his scoring went down because they have DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. He's still got a block. He's still got a steal. He's still got over uh, three and a half a game. His percentages were great for a center, and he had 11 rebounds a game and three assists. How much does Drummond play? Pretty good. That's where I don't know. And this team did not have a backup center last season, and it showed, and it was really fucking annoying. I don't think Drummond suddenly shows up and is like, oh, me and Vujovic are sharing the, sharing the minutes. It is, I think, it's a strictly, we have a starting center, we have a backup center now. Drummond plays, what, 20 minutes a game? 20, that? Can Drummond stay on the floor longer than 20 minutes a game anymore? No, but even if you're only going to say it's 18, that's down to 30 for Vujovic because you're not playing those two together. 
the fact that Vujovic did play 33 minutes a game last season and eight cat, he finished per game at 40th. So, do the math, right? A little less usage, a little bit more drumming. What does Vujovic look like this season playing, uh, you know, two to three less minutes? Yeah, and that's what I mean. And, like, Vujovic is, a, is an accumulator in a lot of ways, right? Like, those 11 rebounds are nice. Those, you know, the, the 17, 18, 19, 20 points that he's gotten in the past, right? Those three assists, the one steal, the one block, right? Like, he doesn't, like, blow you away in any category. It's just, like, good, 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 right? To get to that 40. If you're going to tell me he's now going to play three less minutes, you know, what is the, what are the, all those numbers are going to just knock down just as much, right? Just a tiny bit. Then you're talking going from 40 to 50, right? Or, and so yeah, for it's, me, it's slight, but I don't think it's that is detrimental enough for me to truly like move him out of that that fourth round tier. It's just like he's going to be good. He's going to be a little less good than last year, but he's still Vujovic. He's still going to get you if you care about percentages, and he's still going to get you what you want. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like he's a 40 to 50 guy for me, but I don't really see any upside on him being better than he was last year because he's gonna play a couple less minutes. I think sometimes you gotta pay a premium for a center in this in this spot, and I think he's a if you care about nine cat or like I do, I play a lot of roto. Then I I don't mind paying a little bit of a premium for Vujovic because I know he's consistent. I know he's very good. I know he's gonna play the minutes even if he plays a few less minutes. And you're gonna get what you got from him last year. I'm I'm perfect. Who do you want? Here we go. We'll do we'll do three. We'll do three. Well, we'll do four other centers. Who do you want? Okay. Ready? Uh, you can have Levich or Valanciunas. Oh, man, why do you why do you always go with the ones the the, the toughest right off the bat? Uh, I want I want Jonas because I really I just really like Jonas. Yeah, me too. Right. Uh, Jared Allen. Are better with Jonas. That's true. Jared Allen. Who? Jared Allen. Let me believe it. Uh, DeAndre Ayton. What the across the board shit from Vujovic? Jared Allen's blocks are not that high. Uh, who's next? <laughs> he blocks more than Vujovic. You can't say his blocks are not that high. When he not that high. He, he, Vujovic averaged one a game last season, and Jared Allen averaged one point three. It's not such a. It's not like it's one point eight, right? It's it, they're not that high. They're higher than Vujovic's, but they're not like so high that I'm like gotta have those blocks. Yeah, but point three is not nothing either. Like you got to look at it this way, right? If you had Cade Cunningham on your team and Jared Allen. You got two blocks a game, relatively speaking, from those two people, right? If you had Vujovic on your team with, uh, I don't know, let's see, CJ McCollum instead of Cade Cunningham, you only got 1.4, right? So, like... 0.3 more is 1.2 blocks extra a week on a four-game week. Can I make up 1.2 blocks somewhere else off the wave bar? Yeah. You could, but there's a big opportunity cost for that. Sure. I also get zero because, fucking threes from Jared Allen, so. Well, and you're also, but like, if you're saying I'm going to make that up on the waiver wire, you're getting a guy who's literally probably helping you in blocks and nothing else, because pretty much every other guy that blocks shots is on. Once again, give me Vujovic over Jared Allen. Right. So that's just how that goes. All right, Aiton. Aiton or Vujovic? 
we talked about our good friend DeAndre Aiden. We really don't know how, like, if he's going to be in Phoenix all all year long. He doesn't seem happy in Phoenix. Phoenix doesn't seem happy with him. And I just think Vujovic does more across the board, so give me Vujovic. That's what I mean. Like, I think Vujovic is in that 40 to 50 range again. With little upside, too. Like, I don't really see him as, like, a third-round player this year. Like, no, give me, just give gonna... me Bam over him. Give me Don, uh, like Sabonis over him. Right, that's what I mean. Like I, I just think Vujovic is what he is at this point, and there's not really like a lot to say about it, right? It's just like he's a fourth round player, maybe very beginning of the fifth. We that's all know how this works, right? There's there's a run on centers, and then you're like looking around, and it's like Vujovic and the big big ass drop off. Like if everybody's gone and Vujovic is out there, you're gonna you're gonna pay for him, and that I think that's fine. And, and it's what's going to push guys, and we're going to see this. We're going to see this in drafts like crazy. It's going to push guys like Mo Bamba and Jakob Podol, like, way higher than they should be. Nurkic. Nurkic is going to go, like, around 60 or 65 because people are going to need centers, and there ain't going to be anybody left. Everybody's going to freak out. They're going to go, I don't have any blocks. I don't have any rebounds. Fuck. Because Jakob Podol right. is a 60th player in the draft. Yeah, and Nurkic is the sixty-fifth because I need somebody. Yeah, and those are those are dangerous things to get. You know, it's always bigs early. Last year is like get your bigs early. This year I feel it's the same way. Get your bigs early. Make sure I, I like leaving the first round with some bigs uh, if I can, right? And if not, you know, getting a good one in the second or third definitely helps. Um, the Tyler only draft. Are you drafting Pat Williams? What's the latest on Pat Williams' health, I guess, is my question. Oh, um, from, all I've, from what I've heard is Pat Williams is, um, is going to be starting the season. Good. He's, so, He's feeling good. Good. And he played in the playoffs, right? Um, man, you know, the 17 games hurt, right? Only 17 regular season games like pat williams right as a player i don't know how much i like him for fantasy because we talk about the important stat right the most important one a lot of times is minutes on this team where is he getting a ton of minutes right like demar is playing a huge role on the wing and Levine is playing a huge role on the wing and you know if lonzo ball is healthy he's playing big minutes and then they got vujovic and like pat williams isn't even playing any small ball center because they've got drummond so like, how many minutes are really available for Pat Williams? He will Maybe. be the starting four. He's 21 years old. He's the fourth pick in the 2020 draft. Oh, he'll be the starting four even when Lonzo's healthy, you think? Yes. I think they really, this team and this organization really believes in Patrick Williams. They believe he is something special. The you know word on the street is that they took him out of trade talks. Um, they were not open to pat williams moving for much less than quite a bit and i think they want to prove him out is he going to play over 30 minutes a game i i would say that the over under is probably in that 28 eight range 29 range i don't know if he's going to play 30 minutes a game i don't know if he can stay on the floor every single night he's still very raw he's still very young there are flashes oh, and really interesting shit with this guy when you get, he yeah, doesn't need to be the main guy, but when he is the main guy, he does really 
really interesting shit. He does look like he gets a little bit better, and his defense is fucking stellar. So the, he'll be on the floor for defense. He'll be on the floor in crunch time. We're talking about a 21-year-old, too. Um, for 36 minutes, though... Yes. Fantasy-wise. Are you excited? Not I'm not... Oh. I'm excited about him as a regular player. As a fantasy player... Like, uh... That's what I mean. Like, if you want to take an upside shot on somebody in your last-round pick and you think Pat Williams is going to play, like, 30 or 32 minutes a game and you think he's going to be good... Okay, but like, here's his per 36 minute stats. I'll read them to you. For his career, per 36 minutes, played 88 games in his career. 12.1 points, 5.9 rebounds, 1.7 assists, 1.1 steals, 0.8 blocks, 1 three pointer, 49% from the field, 72% from the free throw line. Almost 73. That is not great, even though it is small sample size theater, and we do suggest to not get excited or distraught by small sample sizes, but still. Patrick Williams is a glue guy. He is, he's like almost like an in-betweener between like a a wing, a three and D wing and a three and D four. He's because he's just kind of much bigger. You know what I mean? Well, and here's the thing too. Nice like, there's player, but fancy wise, what's he gonna get you? Not a whole lot. He doesn't need to be. No, there's this what I mean. There's no room for offensive like growth for him. Because he's not taking shots away from Levine or DeMar DeRozan or Vucevic or even Drummond. When he's on the flick, Drummond will get some looks, right? And so, like, he's at all times going to be the third or fourth option on the floor whenever he's playing. Yes, and for that, I uh, I might not even take him with the last round flyer, but the upside, I don't, I don't know if the upside's there or the opportunity's there to have the upside that he maybe could have this season. And he's still very raw, so I don't even know if I even take a flyer with him. If you do, cool, great. But I, I, I hope, I hope you fucking nail it. I hope he's a top fifty goddamn player. And the Bulls win the championship. But well, and I, the I'm intriguing thing for him in fantasy is the one 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 thing, right? Like he could easily be a one 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 player, getting yes. you like, you know, ten points and you know five and a half or six rebounds. Like that's that's interesting, right? And that's probably worthy of a last round pick. But again, like that's probably his upside too. 1-1 is a standard league player almost every single time. So his upside is he's a standard league player. His downside is he should not be rostered. And I don't know. I'd rather just take it maybe an upside with a weird rookie or just somebody I'm going to drop anyway. But he's also kind of a weird uh, almost rookie who uh, you might just drop anyway. So it's not the worst thing in the world. What's he there? Drummond's probably a good streamer too. Even in 18 minutes a game, like rebounds are going to be good. It's going to be close to a steal on a block a game. Yes. Drummond is just going to do drum and shit. And I guarantee you he does drum and shit on this team because they don't have a backup center. They never had, they didn't have one all last year. It's insane. Um, which is sad because I, I do like Derek Jones Jr. a lot for uh, just, just aesthetically. I like to see him run down the court and dunk the shit out of uh, people. So I, I do hope Derek Jones Jr.'s minutes don't, don't drop and maybe we see a little less Javante Green. But Javante Green is also a fun bench guy as well. Either way, those guys are not fancy relevant. But I do think the bench guys, if you're in a super, super deep league, you know, Kobe White, Io DeSumo, they're going to get their minutes. Yeah, Caruso's going to be fine, too. Like, Caruso's probably a streamer for your assists and yeah. steals. Like, steals. I mean, like, they got... They have a very fantasy-friendly team, and in deeper leagues, like, all those guys should be owned. 100%. Uh, Shout-out to Chicago Bulls. Shout-out to future champion Chicago Bulls. Uh, maybe Zach Levine MVP this year. Maybe Lonzo Ball MVP this year. Sh- uh, Shout-out to... 
everyone who's a fan of any team who likes to be unrealistic about their fucking team at the beginning of the season until you see them like play two games you're like ah fuck um like i said the bulls last season the bulls had almost maybe over a decade of misery give us a couple years to enjoy this all right so back the fuck off before you tweet at me at watch the boxes but you can feel free to tweet all you want at tyler um at tyler p watts on twitter if you like the show you want to support us patreon.com slash watching the boxes help support the show it's only two dollars a month it's really cheap look at all this content you're getting almost every day you're getting a new team um thank you for support all the patrons out there who are already supporting us thank you so much twitch.tv slash watching the boxes go ahead and subscribe there as well that's it for the bulls bulls um and we'll see you next time for whatever lesser team we have to talk about um after the bulls cheers stay safe see you next time